Mark chapter 1. All right, uh, before you read it, um, we heard today in the testimonies how um, many of us were groping around in our lives. You know, why, why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? Uh, maybe we went through church and we we're trying to look for God and we went through all this religion, you know, give your heart to Jesus, say a sinner's prayer. Uh, maybe you're a Catholic or whatever, rituals and superstition. And we knew that that was all nothing, all right? And then maybe uh, some of us came because you heard that you can have a relationship with God. Uh, that's great. And that today we can have God's assurances, okay? But uh, today I want to talk a bit more about what does this all amount to? I mean, uh, the bigger picture, all right? And uh, not too long ago, I gave a talk about what the gospel is, okay? And today I'm going to talk a bit more about the gospel because, you know, people talk about the gospel, but we don't, um, we don't really grasp the big picture. And if we don't grasp the big picture, we can't help ourselves because we can't see what God wants to achieve. And we can't really speak uh, clearly or coherently to people so that people can see now this is very clear. God has a plan and what is this uh, purpose? What's the, what is he uh, wanting to achieve uh, through Jesus Christ? Okay, so I'm going to talk about today the gospel of the kingdom of God because that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to tell us now what the gospel of uh, the kingdom of God is all about. Okay, we know that part of it to enter this, uh, the gospel to enter the kingdom of God is to be born again. But there's now a, a much bigger picture that I hope to uh, hopefully see in the scriptures and paint it for everyone so that we know now what it's all about, what we need to do and what we need now to tell people. Okay, so we're going to read here from verse 14. And after Jesus was put in prison, sorry, John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So Jesus came into the picture and he wants us now to understand, you know, the gospel is the good news. But what's the good news? The good news is the good news of the kingdom of God. So what does this all mean? Okay. And so he says there in, in verse 15 and saying that uh, the time is fulfilled and the, king, and the kingdom of God now is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So this is like a most important thing that he's telling us that every human being now, we need to change our mind. Okay, because the kingdom of God is now at hand. Now, what does that mean? Okay. The kingdom of God is now at hand. So Jesus came to tell us, look, there's going to be a big change. The world is going to face a big change. All right? And you've got to get ready for this change. You've got to accept this change. You've got to submit to this change. You can't fight this because you can't fight God. And when God's kingdom come upon this world and when he rules the world, no one can fight against that and all the people say. So what's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God basically is where God now will rule the world, right? And will, with complete uh, dominion. The world today, God created the world, but the world is not fully ruled by Him. There are things that God is in control of, yeah? that He's put into place, nature and time and certain things. But other things we can see now that the world is just going crazy, right? Human beings today, are not ruled by God. Human beings are not ruled by God. We think we are ruling ourselves because we have been given free will. Right? And things have gone amiss. When you look at pollution, I mean, I mean, in Bangkok, you can't even go in Bangkok nowadays. You've got to uh, stuff your, your face or your nose. Uh, even in, in Delhi or in other places, the world, the water, the, the food, the medicine, uh, even the medicine is bad. Right? And people are worried, China, what's happening with China and America and Russia now. And uh, Brother Mickey was just telling me he, when he was in Europe, he was shocked because I think it was, I don't know whether it was in uh, Holland or Belgium, they were driving through. And they passed through kilometers and kilometers of armored vehicles and tanks. And you could see trouble was in the horizon. We don't see it here, but they see it there. People are worried, right? Climate change. Right? And a lot of it is caused by human beings. Right? President Trump doesn't want to recognize that. <laughs> so today there's a big argument. Is there 
climate change is there no climate change? Well, change is coming. And Jesus is saying to us today that the kingdom of God is coming, is at hand. And there will be a change coming into this world, like it or not. You cannot fight this. You've got to now accept this. You've got to submit now to what God is offering to us. Because if we don't, we will be at the wrong end of the stick. Right? So there is a good news here that there is a way whereby now God will accept us. There's a way whereby we have God's assurances. There's a way now where we can be with God eternally. Okay? So this is what the gospel is. We need to repent. We need now to submit to God's rule. Right? So we have a choice. You can do what you want to do. The time will come, you get frightened. But now you're wise, submit to God, accept His terms, do what He tells us to do, and you get His assurances. Right? So this is what it is all about, the big picture. And this so-called big picture was something that right from the beginning, okay, various people got made known. All right, I just want to go to an example. We go to Galatians chapter 3. All right, very quickly, Galatians chapter 3. I'd like to read just from verse um, 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So Jesus, of course, tells us now that there's this different realm. God is the Spirit. God now offers the Holy Spirit. And Jesus now has died on the cross for us so that we can now receive this Holy Spirit. And all this is a matter of faith. This is what you believe. This is what you trust Him for. Okay? Uh, so verse 6, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the Scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preaching the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you, all the nations shall be blessed. Okay? So even Abraham knew about this gospel. Right? He knew about this gospel. So God now revealed really his plan, what he wants to do, what he wants to achieve right from the beginning. Right? It was not like a haphazard thing. It's something that God already uh, revealed this to certain people. Okay? in the past, people who had faith, people that now, God is saying, if you now want to have faith with God, then you got to trust the way Abraham trusted him. Right? And this, now the scripture speaks about this gospel, speaks about this good news that Jesus came to bring to man. Okay? Now the problem here is that, you see, when God revealed this to mankind, they didn't understand the whole picture. They didn't understand everything. Even when Jesus came and Jesus told, told his disciples, he came, he came to save the world. He came to redeem us. He came to restore the world. He came and he says, uh, you know, he's going to be killed and he's going to be risen up on the third day. You know what? They didn't fully understand. They didn't fully believe. They didn't fully appreciate. That even when he came and after he rose up from the dead, Right, we know he didn't. They didn't understand. He was now preparing them for the most important thing: for everyone to believe, to get baptized, to receive the Holy Spirit. But I just need to now go to Acts chapter one to highlight something. In Acts chapter one, uh, again, something we read uh, very uh, often. Uh, this is he is preparing them now to enter the kingdom of God. People who already uh, were already baptized in water, they needed to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. In verse four. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have now heard from me. So this is, of course, a very important part of the message. Uh, you need to get ready. This is how you submit to God. You need to be born again. Uh, for John truly uh, uh, baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? So you see, the children of Israel, they knew from the scriptures in the Old Testament, they knew that God will send a Messiah. That God is somehow going to save them. Okay? 
And that the kingdom of God, not God's rule, will come upon the world. But in their mind, they said, oh, this is going to happen now. Right? This is going to happen next. They didn't understand the full picture. Okay? Verse 7, And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times nor the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Okay? But you shall receive power and the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be a witness to me in, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. So you see, even though God revealed all these plans and, and, and things to, to his people, well, to Abraham and then to the uh, children of Israel, they couldn't comprehend the whole thing. They didn't understand that there was a process. They didn't understand that there was a timing. Okay? And we are now very blessed because really when you look at the scriptures, we now understand a lot more than, than they. Right? When you read in the Bible, when, the, uh, when they started preaching the, the scriptures or, or they preached the gospel, they didn't understand as much as we understand today. Okay? And I want to try and bring that across to you as you look at it. Okay? But now, we need to see that when God started His plan, there is a plan, there is a process, there is a timing. Alright? And we are now at the end of the timing where we know Jesus is coming back. Okay? And we know He's going to come back and rule the world and sub subjugate really those people who would not listen to Him. We know now he is offering to people now, to us, and that's what we are. We are born again. We are in the kingdom of God. We are submitted to His rule. And all the people say, it's about submitting yourself to God's rule. Okay? But right from the beginning, we need now to go to the book of Genesis chapter 1. You know, when God, I mentioned it last week in the talk, when God created the world, His purpose is really to bless mankind, is to bless His creation. <laughs> But mankind didn't understand, right? And so we just read very quickly in chapter 1. We read from verse uh, 28. I, I read this, but I, I just want to go through it for, to make everything fit in. Uh, well, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish and the seas, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, sorry, and over every creeping things that crept on the earth, and God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created uh, him, male and female, and he created them. So in here, we know that God, in this, at this time, it was not Adam and Eve. God created all the different human beings, all the different races, and populated the world. <clears throat> right? And then God blessed them. So God's intention when he created mankind and created the world was to bless us. Okay? And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I've given you every herb that you see and which is on the face of all the earth and uh, every tree uh, whose fruit uh, you see and to you it shall be for food. So God made everything perfect. When he did everything, it was perfect. The world was perfect. But now you can see how man has messed it up. Alright? We have really messed it up. Even the food we eat now, we are eating cardboard. I say, you know, I think back in 1928, they, they had a comparison of the nutrients of food. 1928 and today is less than 90%. Right? So, less, so it's just 10%. Right? What we're eating, the, the nutrients from the food compared to 1928 now, we're eating less than 10%. We're eating cardboard. And so people are falling sick. All these things are all there in the news. Man has marked it up. Why? Because we've been given the free will. And God says, I want to bless you, but there's something you need to learn. And this is where the story of Adam and Eve comes in. He created the Garden of Eden and he gave man the choice. He gave man, he gave now the picture. You got a choice. You can now exercise your free will. You can now exercise your free will now. If you believe God, you obey Him, you eat the, the tree of life, the wisdom of Jesus Christ. But of course, Adam and Eve decided to choose something else, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that was because Satan tempted them. And so today, human beings, we are tempted with this pride. We think that we know it all. We think we can have the right judgment. We think we, we can 
we, we have all the knowledge, but we don't have the wisdom. And they mucked it up. And that's how man began to sin. Okay, we missed the mark. Okay, and so when they did that, we're just going to read very quickly. Uh, when, when they disobeyed God, and God came into the garden and asked Adam, where are you? He, of course, he and uh, Adam and Eve were hiding behind their fig tree. They were ashamed. They were, they were already um, uh, tricked by the serpent. Okay, so we're going to read here in chapter 3. Uh, Okay, verse 9. And the Lord now God, uh, the Lord God now called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? You know, so um, you know, they were innocent and naive, and they were naked, they were they 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 didn't know shame. Suddenly, through the sin, because they disobeyed God, they began to experience shame. They try to hide uh, away from God, right? Now, have you eaten the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? So God knew what had happened. And the man said, the woman whom you gave uh, uh, to be with me, she gave uh, me of the tree and I ate. So he started to blame God. Really, you gave me this woman. And the Lord said to the woman, what have you done? And the woman said, uh, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than all every beast of the earth. Your belly shall go, uh, sorry, uh, on your belly you shall go and you shall eat the dust uh, all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman uh, and between your seed and her seed. Okay, and this is all prophecy because, uh, you know, not... Uh, uh, the seed of Satan are people who are rebellious, who are disobedient. And the seed of, uh, of Eve eventually comes through Jesus Christ and people who are going to be uh, born again. And there's going to be an enmity between them. And uh, he shall bruise your head, right? And you shall now bruise his heel. Okay, this of course refers to Jesus. And to the woman, he said, I will greatly now multiply your sorrows and your conception. So in, us, in those days, that was not the plan. Women weren't meant to suffer through childbirth, right? Uh, in pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desires shall be uh, on, your, on your husband and he shall rule over you. And today, human beings also want to fight against that. Right now, women got women's lip. I don't need my husband. I can be uh, thing. I don't need to go through ch uh, child pain uh, uh, labor because I can go through whatever, uh, what they call cesarean. And now they're discovering that people who go through cesarean, babies who go through cesareans got a lot of problems because they need to squeeze through uh, the, the birth canal so that they can have certain bacteria from the mother, etc. And, and, you know, there's a lot of medical problems related to all this. So you try to fight God. Man wants to find a way, okay, not to submit to God's ways. Okay? And now we have all these problems. 17. Then to Abdam he said, because you have uh, heeded the voice of your wife and you have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of, curse is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Uh, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of, of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of uh, of it you were taken from dust you are and from dust you shall return. So God wasn't intending for us, uh, for men to die, but because of sin, man began to die. Okay, physically, spiritually, emotionally, in many different ways. And so we try to fight against God. <coughs> Today, not enough food, okay, we have GMO, but hey, GMO now have a lot of problems, right? <coughs> They're trying to now collect all the seeds in the world as a seed bank, keep it in there, and hopefully when the thing blows up, we have all the seed bank. Right, but men are trying to be clever. We are trying to use all our so-called hate knowledge and science, <coughs> but we don't even understand what is is doing to us. All this so-called science, all this food, all this GMO. Now people got all sorts of digestive problems, whatever IBS, etc. Right, people are saying this is this is. You know, we we're all groping in the dark. Right, and the real problem is, mankind. We think we are intelligent. We think we are so clever. And we don't want to submit to God's will. 
and to God's rule. So from there, things began to go downhill. And today we are living in a time where people are fearful. People can see World War III is coming. People can, even the food you buy, you, you also worry. Right? The air we breathe, the water we drink. Why? Because it's cursed. We cursed ourselves, really. Right? Because we would not submit to God's kingdom, to God's rule. So now, it's laid down for us. God is showing us today, see, there's two very simple choices. Right? And that's why Jesus came. And that's why there's this process. And we need to now recognize what the Lord is doing and to recognize the whole process. Okay, what God is doing. We need to go now to uh, uh, quickly to Acts chapter 3. So, of course, the children of Israel, like I mentioned, we can see uh, Abraham knew, the children of Israel knew that there's a gospel, that there's a Messiah. He will come and save the world. To so save the world, it's not just, you know, you got, okay, yes, you have a relationship with God, but relationship with God so that you can now submit to God. Right? Adam and Eve had a relationship with God, but they didn't submit to God. They didn't. They weren't prepared to. Okay? They're trying to, they thought they could play punks and you reap what you sow. That was last week's talk. Okay? So we're going to go to uh, Acts chapter 3 very quickly. That's why Jesus came into the picture. So, of course, at this stage, the disciples had a clearer picture. Uh, after Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, you know, they got baptized, they received the Holy Spirit, they started to preach the gospel, and this is where you read this man who was born lame, uh, he was prayed for, he started to walk, went into the temple, they got excited, and, uh, and people were saying, hey, you know, what's this all about? And of course, we have now Peter preaching and say, well, this is what it's all about. Okay, so we're going to read from verse... Um, Chapter 3, right? 17, right? Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as uh, did also the rulers. You know, you guys, well, you murdered Jesus, the son of, son of life. Uh, God sent Jesus now to save us, okay? To help you, to forgive you, and to show you the gospel, to give you the assurance that God will not reject you. You're gonna, you can enter the kingdom of God. You've got to believe him. You've got to not submit to him. Right, but what I'm tr trying to point out here is that there is a whole process in God's plan, right? And then we understand the timing. So it goes there in verse 18. But uh, those things which God foretold by the mouth of all His prophets uh, that the Christ would suffer, uh, uh, He has thus fulfilled. So now that time is over. Jesus came. He delivered the message. He had to suffer man's ignorance, man's uh, real, real stupidity, really, right? And our pride and, uh, and, and all that. And he suffered. He died on the cross. Today, we, we, we heard how in the communion, he didn't want to go through all that, but he knew that was the only way through. That's the only way out for mankind, right? And he did it because he, he cared for us. He loved us. He did it because he had to now fulfill God's plan. Right? So, verse 19, Repent therefore and be converted, okay, that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So that today, really what Jesus wants to do now, we need to repent. You need to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will refresh you. Uh, we heard a gift today, you know, today we are all in darkness. We are groping in the dark. You need His light. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the map. You need the Bible. You need now to make sense of everything. Okay? So, Christianity out there, people are still groping. And for us today, we are still groping if we don't get the big picture. We need to get this big, big picture and understand now what God wants to achieve. Right? What He's not just offering us, but how all this is going to happen. Okay? So, uh, verse 20, and that he may send Jesus who is preached to you before. Now, Jesus was in heaven, right? At this stage, he has died, gone to heaven. How, is, how are you going to receive Jesus now? You need to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit today is Jesus. He says, I am here. I will not leave you orphans. We read that in, 
in John 14, verse 18, right? Now, verse 21, whom it says there, heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all the things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his prophets since the world began. So since the world began, you see, God had a plan. He created a world. He populated the world. He told mankind, I want to bless you. You go and have dominion. I want to teach you how to have dominion. I want to teach you how to rule things, to do things, but my way, not your way. And so in the book of Acts, uh, sorry, after that, in, in uh, chapter 3, when he created the Garden of Eden, he gave us the first prototype, the example, Adam and Eve. You see, this is my way. In those days, when you read in, in Genesis chapter 1, men didn't know how to tend the garden. They didn't know how to look after things. They had no idea of agriculture. God gave the whole idea of agriculture, husbandry, etc. to Adam. And he could look after the garden. But God says, now, you may have all this knowledge, but you need something else. You need God's wisdom. You need to obey Him. If you want to trust Him, you obey Him. But I gave you free will. Human beings are the only creation have free will. God says, I give you this choice. And God knew we're going to mark it up. And so through Adam, sin was introduced, the whole concept of sin. But God knew. So God now found Abraham, used Abraham to help us to understand what faith is. Faith is today you believe God, you trust Him, you obey Him, you do what He tells you to do. Right? Okay? And God told him, sacrifice his son. And Abraham didn't understand it, but he was prepared to obey God. And God blessed him. And God says, this is the kind of belief I'm, I'm talking about. And that through that, God revealed to the children of Israel, through the scriptures, etc., that there will be a Messiah. He will restore the world. And that's why Jesus had to come. And when Jesus came, you see, the Jews at that stage, those were the disciples. They already knew those scriptures. Now they understood. They said, okay, we believe you're the Messiah but they still didn't understand that there's other processes. They began to understand, yes, you need to be born again. You need to get baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. But they thought, oh, you're going to come back soon. He says, no, no, no. You don't know the timing. There's still another timing. Okay? You've got to wait another 2,000 years. We're at the end of the 2,000 years. Because then there are different prophecies that tell us now that there will be kings and kingdoms of this world that will have dominion over this world. And Jesus will put everything into subjection. But I just want to highlight here that there is a time of restoration. That Jesus came and ultimately when he returns, he will restore the world. He will put everything right, all right, with the church. He will rule the world and everything will be healed. There will be nuclear war, there will be sickness and all that. And Jesus is going to come back and restore everything and praise God for that. And all the people say, but that's because... He and his church, okay, will submit themselves to God. And that's what we are all about. Okay, that is the big picture. So we go further. Uh, verse 21, we read that again. For heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all the things which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said, to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from uh, your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul that will not hear that prophet, this is referring to Jesus, shall be utterly destroyed from amongst the people. Okay? So this is like God is saying, well, you know, this is, this is, how, this is, this is how it is. It's one or zero. Right? You listen to my son, you submit to him, you repent, you obey him, okay? You do what he tells you to do. This is what it's all about. This is what Christianity is all about. But today, you know, it's all, it's all airy-fairy stuff, you no know, love, grace, and everything. Of course, we need love, grace, and mercy. But people think that, you know, it's all love, grace, and mercy. I don't have to obey God. Well, wake up, brothers and sisters. When Jesus Christ comes back, you may be born again, but you don't obey him, you're still in trouble. Okay, so the next thing I'd like to bring you through is that you see God knew. God had a plan. There's a process that man has to go through. We have to go through. And God allowed man to say, well, I give you the free will and I show you now 
what the dominion of human beings are like. The dominion of mankind. Okay? And men will treat men badly. Alright? So, of course, we need to go to Daniel very quickly. These are all prophecies very quickly in the book of Daniel, chapter 2. Right, of course, we know the story a bit about Daniel. Uh, he was a prophet, but God gave him, okay, um, uh, visions. And he didn't understand those visions, but God explained those visions to him. And he had a vision of this, this uh, image, okay? It was the head of gold, uh, the, the, the uh, breasts of silver, I uh, know, silver, and then, okay, the hips of uh, brass, and then the legs uh, down there of clay and iron, and all had different meanings. So, of course, this was God is showing in world history, there's four big superpowers in history in, 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 in history in those days, okay? And they are the kingdoms of men. And they will bring with them all their religion, their military power, their economic power, and they will corrupt the world, all right? So the world today is being corrupted by all these powers. People bow down to false gods. People bow down to the god of money. People bow down to the god of military power and they think that is rule. God says, well, I'll give it to you. You see what happens. And of course, you know, when you read through all that, there's, of course, war and murder and killing. And of course, you know, some people are like, oh, look at the hero here, but that hero killed a lot of people. Jesus doesn't do that. Of course. Okay. So we just look, look very quickly in uh, Daniel chapter 2. Let's read from verse 44. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, verse 40. Well, we got the four kingdoms there. Uh, I don't want to go through it. You can go through and read it yourself. You know, the head of gold, of course, is the Babylonian Empire. That's Nebuchadnezzar. And through the Babylonian Empire, we can trace a lot of false religion. Okay, all this different religion, whether you're Chinese, Hindu, Muslim, uh, uh, Muslim or Buddhist or Taoist and all this, all the ideas all come from there. All right? And then it filtered down because of economic power, because of military power. And then after that, it came, of course, with the uh, Greek uh, kingdom and then the uh, Mesopotamia, uh, 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 what, what do you call it? The Meso, uh, well, not Mesopotamia, um, the Syrians, etc. Okay? And then, of course, the Roman Empire. And then the last one, of course, is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the stone kingdom. And this stone kingdom, I mean, Jesus is the rock. It will never, uh, it will rule forever and ever. So that's what I want to read now. Verse 44. And in the days of the kings, uh, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. So God is saying, well, I, I give men the chance. and You're going to mark it up. I'm going to show you now what men will do to men show you what you're, 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 you're in for, okay? And it's been a long, long time. Okay, it's been thousands of years, more than 2,000 years, actually four, four or 5,000 years, right? And you go, you're going to self-destruct. But ultimately, uh, the feet where you read down there was a feet of iron and clay, but there will be the stone that come and it will smash all these kingdoms. Now, God will send Jesus to come back and he will smash everything and he will rule the world with an iron fist, the Bible says. Okay? So this kingdom will never, will never perish. It will never be left to other people. You know, it's, a, it's something where now it is directed by God. Okay? So that's what God wants to achieve. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw the stone uh, was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. So God is saying, this is all going to happen. You can't fight this. You can't change this. Okay? The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God will come, and Jesus will smash everything in its way. But before that, he's giving man, he's giving us the chance, you submit to him now. You accept his terms and condition now. Before it's too late. Right? 
And nothing in this world can stand against what Jesus will, will, will do when he returns. Right? So he came in the beginning meek and mild. He came not with anger. He came with the offer of peace. He came with the offer of love. He came to man and says, you now listen to me. I'm the son of God. This is what my father is offering you. Right? You submit and you will have peace. By people who will, there are many people who will not, who will reject it. And the kingdoms of this world will reject God. All right? And they are going to face something which no human being today can imagine. Right? That power, they cannot understand what they're going to face. All right? But it is coming soon. Okay? I'd like to read very quickly now, since we're here, uh, in verse 35. Okay, um, okay. Uh, okay, verse 34, sorry. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them to pieces. So of course, this stone, of course, the rock, Jesus is the rock, refers to Jesus, verse 35. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were crushed together and became like chaff. Okay. From the summer, uh, from the summer's threshing floor, and wind carried them away, so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. So you know, Jesus is that rock. He's going to build upon this rock, the church, and it's going to be a mountain. It's going to fill the whole earth. Okay, when he Jesus comes back, he doesn't come back alone. He comes back with his church. He comes back with people who are born again. He comes back with people today who submit to his rule, who live by his rule, and he will rule the world. All right? So that's going to happen in the next stage. And then there will come during this thousand years, a year of a, a, a time of peace, where when Jesus rules, there will be real peace. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more uh, suffering, where people now. Uh, there will be no more bloodshed. The lion will eat grass with the lamb. Okay, since uh, we are there, okay, I'm jumping myself uh, ahead a bit. Let's go to um, uh, Isaiah chapter 11. That's what's going to happen next. Isaiah chapter 11. So Jesus will come back. He will rule the world for a thousand years with the church. But you see, the condition of the world will be very different from today. Let's just read it very quickly, verse 4. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor. Okay, the kingdom of God is, comes with righteousness. So God will rule the world in righteousness through his son, right? And decide with <coughs> equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall stay, uh, slay the wicked. Righteous shall be... Uh, the belt of his uh, righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. He's talking about Jesus, yeah? The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the young lion, uh, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall graze. Uh, their young ones shall, be, uh, shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and a nursing child shall play with the cobra's, uh, by the cobra's hole. And the weaned child shall put his hand in a viper's den. And shall not hurt, uh, they shall not be hurt nor destroyed in all my holy mountain. Okay? For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of God as the waters covers the sea. What a wonderful thing. This is men try to do that. Huh? Now you've got cafe, la, dog, la, cat. La, uh, <laughs> you know, we want that. but. You know, all that is all make-believe, but God is going to make it so that everything is going to happen, right? And a child will have no fear, right? we got no fear of snakes and this and that. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? Killing everything inside. But you know, in the next thousand years, when Jesus comes back and rule the world, okay, with his holy mountain, with his people, with the church, etc., we are going to be the leaves of healing in the book of Revelation. We're going to go out there and bring healing to mankind, teach mankind today. Uh, uh, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord. You know, wonderful things, wonderful, wonderful 
things to, to, to look forward to. Okay? The world today, we got nothing in this world to look forward to. God gives us something that this is what you really want and this is what God really wants. But you got to recognize that there's a timing and there's a process. And the timing now is the next change. The kingdom of God is at hand and that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to prepare us. Okay? So, Jesus came. I just like to go to now very quickly. Uh, let's go to uh, Luke chapter, chapter 11, verse 20. Okay? Jesus here, of course, casts out the evil spirit. And he says there, but if I cast out uh, demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So, you know, Jesus came 2,000 years ago to demonstrate his power, to demonstrate to us his authority. He just doesn't talk with empty words. Okay? And knows today, he wants us to preach the gospel. He wants us now to tell people the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God has come upon you. When you experience a miracle, when you taste of the goodness of God, this man that I sh we shared today, and this in China, he tastes of the goodness of God. He got baptized, he received the Holy Spirit, he spoke in tongues. Suddenly he sees things differently, that there is hope. Okay? Because the gospel that Jesus preached is always with power, with healing, signs, and miracles. Okay? We, we don't have enough time. Okay, we just go for one, one more scripture in chapter 10, since we are here in, in the book of Luke. Okay, let's read uh, verse uh, 8. Uh, Whatever city you enter, they uh, and they receive you, each such things as they set before you. Okay, heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. So, you know, he's given us a commission. When you are born again and you receive the Holy Spirit, you want to preach about Jesus. Yes, we can tell people you can have a relationship with God. But what we nearly tell people that, you see, the Gospel of the kingdom of God now is presented to you. Jesus is going to come back to rule the world. You need now to accept his terms. You now can have peace. This is how you do it. Right? It says in John 3, 5, of course we all know it, except a man be born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. you got to now enter the kingdom of God. You see, there is a process at this stage, when Jesus was preaching here 2,000 years ago, the, the, children, uh, the, the disciples didn't understand. They had to go through Acts 1, Acts 2, then they received the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues, and then it made sense. And then now as we read the epistles, you know, it was written and put together 100 years later. Then the picture became clearer. Today, we are blessed because we are born again, we are spirit-filled, we see the clearer picture. We see things through, uh, darkly through the glass, but we, we have a much clearer picture. When God spoke to Daniel, no? Daniel didn't understand. Daniel asked God, God says, it's not for you to know. You stand on your side. Okay? I've used you to, to, to now um, speak about all this prophecy. It's going to happen, but it's not during your time. You don't worry. You stand where you are. I know what to do with you. I will bless you. Okay? When he spoke to Abraham, Abraham knew there's something going to come in the future. And he says there in the Bible that he was a sojourner on the world. He, could, he was a multi-millionaire. He could have sung roots, done a lot of things and built his empire. He didn't. He says, oh, I'm just passing through. I'm going to die. Doesn't matter. Something's happened. Something great is going to come. And, and the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, we're all sojourners. You're passing through this world. Why are you hanging on to things which are not going to last? Something that's going to last forever is going to come. Don't hang on to your pride. You got to submit to God now. To God, you know, you might be offended. You might be an offender. To God, both of you are wrong. You submit to Him now. Right? You submit to Him now. Because when He comes, it will be too late. Right? So Jesus came, meek and mild. But Jesus will come with a rod of iron. He will come in great anger because the rest of the world okay, has been given the time, has been given now the picture. And now men have no excuse before God. Right? But this is now what God has called us to do. Preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 24. We go towards the end of Luke. Verse 45, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. So, you know, we are so blessed because we see things more clearly. 
God blessed them. The Lord blessed them. Okay? He was opening the meaning of the scriptures to them. And the Lord's opening the scriptures to us. All right? Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it is necessary for Christ to suffer, okay, and to rise from the dead the third day. God knows what he's doing. He wants to reconcile the world to, to him through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had to come, die, deliver the message, reconcile the world to God. Give man the chance. Jesus Christ is going to return. He's going to restore the world. That's the next phase. Right? But right now, it's still the time of reconciliation. It's a time for men to make peace with God. Okay? Verse uh, 47, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached, right, in a name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. It really started 2,000 years ago. It started in Jerusalem. Okay, and Jerusalem now that we see is going to blow up. World War III is going to happen around there, right? And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endowed with power from on high. So 2,000 years ago, they waited for the Holy Spirit. We know in Acts chapter 2, they all received the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues. Today, we are now part of that picture, all right? But you got to see now, we are almost at the end of that of the book of Acts. We are almost at the end of it. So today what I'm trying to say is, you know, if we now see this picture, brothers and sisters, don't waste your time chasing after vanities. It's time to work out your salvation with trembling and fear. Submit to Him. Because He's also now laid down conditions for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. So once saved is not always saved. Uh, a lot of churches like to tell people that once saved, always saved. Don't worry, you can do what you want to do. No, the Lord says, no, no, no. Listen to what he's telling you. Okay. Okay. Um, verse 16. Or do you not know he who is joined to a harlot? Harlot is a loose woman. It's not just a prostitute, but a loose woman. Is one body with her. For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. Not so you'll be like her. That's how God sees her. Sees us if today we're going to be like this kind of people. Right? But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man uh, does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the, of the Holy Spirit uh, who is in you, whom you have uh, from God and you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. You know, last week I read to you about the parable of uh, the talent. And he talks about this owner. He left for another country. He's going to come back. And he, he lent to his servants the five talents and the two talents and the one talent. And one important thing that I didn't mention there that i like to highlight here that, you know, is a figment of your imagination that you think you own your life. You don't own your life. We don't own our life. We don't own anything. Everything that we have, anything in this world is owned by God and He's going to come back and He's going to claim it back and all the people say. If you don't accept that, you're going to have in for a root, root shock. Right? So if we are born again, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's been paid by a price. You are owned by God. I'm owned by God. Everything that I have is owned by God. You don't own it. It's been lent to you. Right? So God is just watching. What do you do with it? Do you understand what God is after? Repentance. Complete submission. That's the bottom line. Right? I can't see it anywhere else in the scriptures. Anywhere. How else? Okay? Let's read verse 9. You do not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you do not be deceived? Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Today, you know, homosexuals got their own church. <laughs> right? They think God is God, God of love. Yes, God is God of love, but hey, hey, his terms. Right? Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. People who badmouth other people. People who argue against authorities. Right? 
nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. The Lord says, well, we were like that, but God is saying, you got to stop all this. Because if you don't, you're an Adam. You're rebelling against God. And we can't say we don't know because we've got the Holy Spirit and we've got the Scriptures. We got the light and we got the map for salvation and eternal life. Right? So, praise the Lord. He's given us a wonderful picture that we all need to now uh, see and submit to. I'd like to end off in 1 Corinthians 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. We'll see how we go, either second, last, or last. We'll see what we do. There's a lot of scriptures, but I hope you can see the big picture. That's what a big picture is. All right? So, when Jesus returns, God is going to complete His plan. God will complete His plan. Okay? And Jesus will come back. We know He'll rule the world with His, with his church. Right? But I want to read this part here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, let's read from verse 50, 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. So today, we need to recognize that, you know, uh, when the kingdom of God comes, we will not be flesh and blood, and flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You cannot go before God today because of the merit of your flesh and blood, what you achieve in your flesh and blood. We can only come before God today because what Jesus has achieved for us and what he's now given us, the Holy Spirit, right? Verse 51, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, a twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trump will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we will be changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immorality, then shall be brought to pass uh, the saying uh, that is written, death is swallowed up in victory, or death, where is your sting, or hates, where is your victory? Today, you know, there's a final victory that Jesus wants to achieve, and that's death. Okay? Adam and Eve brought death. They didn't understand what they were doing. They died in their pride, they died, okay, spiritually, they died, they began to die in their understanding and their relationship with God. And Jesus came, he's going to destroy death, not physical death only, spiritual death. He's going to bring us into the light and when the Bible says new Jerusalem will come, you don't need the sun because Jesus will be your son. You don't, he will be the light. All right? And so he comes now and he, what he's doing okay, in the whole of uh, God's plan, part of uh, the whole of God's plan, I like to read here in uh, verse um, uh, okay, let's, let's read from verse 22. Verse 20. But now, Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. So Jesus is the first fruit, the first prototype. There are many people who have been born again, spirit-filled, live faithfully. He will rise them up from the dead. They will rise up before us. Those who then, the rest of us who are born again and faithful will follow. We know that. Verse 21, For since by man came death, uh, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as Adam all die. Uh, even so, in Christ shall be made alive. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruit, afterwards those that are Christ at his coming. We all understand that. Okay. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So Jesus will come. He will put an end to all rule, all power, all authority. Now men will say, Bo liao. Mengkong liao. This is the Son of God. This is God. Right? 
men will be put into their place. All right? And the dominions of men will be utterly destroyed. Okay? So next point, verse 25, For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Okay? The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Okay? So Jesus comes and he will take, he will take control. He will reign with full control. Okay? Verse 27, For he has put all things under his feet, but when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who puts all things under him is accepted. Okay, now it's, uh, God made it so, so, so Jesus can do these things. So it's not God submitting to him. Okay, this is for him so that the whole world can submit to Jesus, to all his goodness, to all his love, to all his mercy, to all his grace now before he shows his power okay, and wrath. Right? Verse 28, Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also subject to him who put all things under him that God may be all in all. That ultimately, God's plan will be fulfilled. Okay, remember when I said right from the beginning, the book of Genesis, when God created the world, he wanted to bless the world. He wanted mankind to worship him. He wanted men to trust him. He wanted men to submit to him and to his ways. But he knew, he knew that men in our own, uh, with our free will, with our pride, with our so-called intelligence, okay, we will turn against him. And he knew he had to send his son to redeem us. And his son has redeemed us. So that now his son can restore us. And so this is where the next phase is going to come, the complete restoration. And Jesus will bring those who are born again into his body. And through his body, we submit to God. And therefore, today, that's what the church is about. That's why we're here. That's why we operate the gifts. Because we are showing people, we are people not just because we're spirit-filled, but we are people here today, we are here to obey God. We are here to do things God's ways. It may not make sense to you. It doesn't matter. You may not like it. That's your problem. This is what God wants. This is what it's all about. Okay? Let's end off in um, Philippians 3. Good scripture here to end off. Okay, verse 17. Brethren, join in fellowship my example and note those who walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you, okay, uh, even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. We're not talking about people who are not born again. We're talking about people who are born again. Okay? Those uh, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. Our citizenship is in heaven, for which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the workings by which he is able to subdue all things to himself. Jesus is able to subdue all things to himself. You know, Jesus came to help us so that we can submit to God. He came with mercy and grace so that we can be inspired. Okay? to kneel to God, to worship Him, and not fight God, nor fight God's ways. Okay? He's here to help us. That's why it's so wonderful. That's why it is the gospel. That's why we have the assurances. And that's the encouragement to us, brothers and sisters, that, you know, all this process is coming to an end. The timing is near. I hope it's obvious to all of us. But what's obvious to all of us today that we all need to work out our salvation with trembling and fear. During this Chinese New Year, you know, you don't have to be, we, don't, we are not looking down on people and say, you know, all this superstition and all that, we are freed from all that. But we go with a free heart, I hope, with all of us, where we go and meet your friends, your brothers and sisters, and we can tell people, hey, you know, the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus is coming back. He's going to rule the world. I can tell you, you're going to have conversations where people are going to say, all the woes of this world, this trouble, that trouble, your CPF, got money, no money, I don't know, you know, high flux, whatever, people, I heard people's bonds got blown away, money got blown away, and all sorts of, all sorts of uh, uh, 
complains. Uh, huh? Nothing can be perfect in this world because the perfect has not come to rule the world. The perfect will come. He will rule the world. And the world will be perfect. Right? But you now, listen, submit, walk with him, walk in the spirit, preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And all the people say... 